York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is JLS from Nick and Tom's show here. Give you that Nick talk, just a Nick and Tom. And I ain't gonna do the music today, but I'ma just go straight to it and introduce you to my guy with the man, the myth, the little legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Right, G's in the building. Tough loss time, man. Tough loss. Yeah, yep. Knicks lose to in overtime to the Toronto Raptors. A close one was it 121 to 123. But uh I'm going to say this. I'm going to start off with the bruh pick. All right. Bruh pick of the day. Matter of fact, Ryan, whose man's is this other day? Once again, goes to ref Jeff Foster. All right. Bruh. All right. Listen. Listen. I've had a beef with this ref for years. For years. I'm going to say, Ryan, remember when we doing the pay, the KOT show and Courtney Lee got a tech for taunting a rookie with, with like two seconds left. Um, and we were down or down by, uh, it was a tide or something. We were tied or we're down by one. The ref Jeff Foster calls a tech on Courtney Lee sends the other team to the foul line and they win by a point. Do you remember that, Bull? <laughs> yeah. How can I forget? <laughs> yeah. For those who, who don't know, we've been doing this 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 KOC stuff for a very long time, all right? I'm talking about when Courtney Lee was on the team, okay? So, I don't know what's going on. The, the first half of the game, the Raptors have 18 fouls at halftime. Time to nine. Brunson's getting pushed around like a ragdoll. Randall's getting smacked around. We're getting ticky tack fouls all day long. Quickly is in foul trouble from Rip. He's hardly able to play because of it. RJ Barrett to send the game to overtime goes down Broadway, bangs it on Scotty Barnes' head. Gets hot, mugged, tackled, call it whatever you wanted. He, he, I don't know what we have to do to get a foul, but that was a foul. We did not get the benefit of that once again. The, the 51 point Siakam game that happened, it was the same mess. Why are the Raptors being treated like the whole team is filled with freaking John Morant? I don't get it. I, I don't, I don't get what we have to do to get a foul call. And there's other things that happened in this game that caused the reason to, to lose. But I, I just want to start out by saying our team played last night. I'm happy the way we competed. We were in this game. We fought very hard. There was no let up. There were some mental mistakes for sure. There were some mental mistakes for sure. We got to hit freaking free throws. But man, it's really hard to overcome a game like this where it just seems the refs are so obviously one-sided. And we end the game with only trailing like, what, 35 fouls to 41? But 
man, we really had to muck up the game to get back into it. I'm just starting off the show like that. What do you have to say, Ron? Um, yeah, the refs definitely played a role in how the game ended up. I do agree on that Barrett dunk. That definitely should have been a foul on Barnes because he, because he definitely did hack Barrett on that dunk. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, because with NBA referees, a lot of times they let a lot of things go, especially when it's late game situations. Like they, like they pretty much allow players to like play it out rather than wanting to call a foul and have the game be decided on free throws a lot of times. I think that's what happened in the case of RJ Barrett. I just think that, you know, they saw RJ Barrett drive to the basket, get a dunk, tie the game. And, you know, sometimes refs don't want to really influence late game situations, so they just let that go. But in reality, you know, once when a foul is there, you have to call that foul in reality. So, but besides that, um, I think the major reason why the Knicks lost today was the second chance points by the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. The Knicks could not keep them off the offensive boards. I mean, Scott Barnes by himself had six offensive rebounds, yeah. which is crazy. And I think I think the Raptors ended up getting, I don't know the exact number, but I know at one point in the game, I think it was in overtime, they had 22 second chance points. And if you're giving up that many second chance points to the opposition, it's going to be really tough for you to win that game. So that's one of the reasons why the Knicks lost today. And again, another thing is, We've already discussed this already. With the Raptors, are the Raptors a good team this season? No. But the but the way the Raptors roster is set up, yeah. they have a bunch of guys, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, six, with length. Even at times, the Raptors played a lineup with guys all 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, that was their whole freaking starting lineup, and then he went into a zone. And that pretty much like took the Knicks out of their game in the second quarter, which, um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know why... Like, I understand why the Knicks have trouble with that zone, but at the same time, it's like you you have a guy in Hardestine playing at that time where you know that he's a big that can pass the ball. And to break a zone, you have to have somebody within the middle of that zone they could pass the ball to. Yeah. Usually that guy's a good passer, and then when the zone collapses on him in the middle, then he can pick out who to pass it to on the perimeter for open shots. And the Knicks weren't doing that. That was part of the reason why Toronto built that 8-10 point lead in the second half, in the second quarter. You know, I, 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 I did see that the Knicks did try to make an adjustment later in that quarter where Hardenstein was started to, you know, get into the middle of the zone, but the Knicks really didn't utilize it regardless. But, yeah, I think those are the main points that I want to point to as to why the Knicks ended up losing this game. That second quarter was 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 a big reason why we definitely fell behind. R.J. Barrett, first of all, gunshot right? 32 points on a night. Um, uh, 44% from the field, 10, 11 from the free throw line, free throw lines are free throw shots are important. I'm going to just start off by saying that free throw shots are important, but, um, when it comes to this, to the bench mob and his second unit, once again, um, it seemed like, you know, when they did go zone, RJ was the one guy who was kind of left open. We, we, the process happened. We, sw- we, we, we passed the ball around. RJ was left open and he clanked a lot of wide open threes. He got to the line and couldn't, I mean, got to the hole and couldn't finish. I felt like RJ was a big reason why that second quarter happened the way it did. Even like the step back three, 
um, when he was kind of being doubled in the zone. I didn't like that decision at all. I felt like the process of even breaking that zone um, just wasn't good, which flat out wasn't good altogether. You know what I mean? Uh, it seems like the Knicks were, you know, they did a bit. I felt like the Knicks kind of staggered their minutes, the bench minutes more in the fourth quarter than the second. The second they go more McBride and all those guys. And in the fourth, they didn't really do that. They they kind of sat, they sat um, JB a little bit early and then staggered JB's minutes with the bench with RJ and it looked a lot better. I don't know, Tibbs, to look at that process a little bit more and decide to do that um in the second quarter and the fourth quarter or do you just keep going with rj and iq and hopefully and hope they get it together because they are the future of this team but i do feel like you know that was a big part of why the collapse happened but on the flip side rj barrett really woke up today um end up taking advantage of mismatches posting van fleet in the paint getting to the hole he really starts to operate well in that five six foot area with the short the short midge floaters and he had a great game 10 11 from the field and of course the game tying overtime dunk that should have been a game winner at the foul line from rj barrett yeah and i just want to and i just want to point out because i see some comments in the chat where people are Kind of like, especially from Jason, you know, saying that Hardison is a bum and that he's not the and that he's not the answer. I'm not saying he's the answer. I'm just basing it on who was on the court at the time, and and we all know Hardison is a good passer. And usually, if you want to break a zone down, you have a big in the middle who's a good passer and have him, and have the zone collapse on him, and then he can pick out who to pass it to, open for open shots on the perimeter. If Julius Randle was on the court at the time when they were playing that zone, then I, then I would be like, yeah, Julius Randle should be in the middle of that zone. You pass to Julius Randle, then have him make the decisions. All I'm, I'm basically on who's on the court at the time. At the, at the end of the day, listen, Arnstein hasn't been what we wanted. He's been, a, he, ha, he hasn't, he has been the bum, if you want to call it that. It's just, but at the same time, we already know there's certain players on this team who haven't been used um, correctly to their role, Hartenstein and OB have been those guys who we feel have not been used correctly. So I understand what Ryan is saying. Um, but it is what it is, what it is, man. Great, crazy, crazy game. There's a lot of things that I, I definitely want, I want to, to talk about, but salute to the chat. Shout out to Jason and shout out to Fritz Pudge NYC picks for Timmy. Um, Listen, everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Uh, shout out to you. If you like the show so far, hit the like and subscribe button. And just Bruh. brother Scott Foster, man. I, I can't stand that dude, dog. I can't stand the this this game and the first game that we played against Toronto was just abysmal. Ab abysmal. I, I hated the way it was refed. Hated the way it was refed. Yeah, and I think something else should be pointed pointed out to as well because you know we have our group chats going and you know it was me, you, and Kathy in the chat talking and you know and Kathy wanted me to go at Scotty, go at Scotty Bonds because you know because I guess of the way he was talking, you know, talking trash in today's game and there was a moment where you know because these refs are let a lot go. Let's be honest, like everybody was talking, everybody was chirping. The refs never called a technical on anybody. 
they just let these they just let them just go off with the mouth. I, I there were times where I even thought Julius Randle had a tentacle or two, and they let that man talk and <laughs> they let him get away with a lot. But there was a but you know how refs were with taunting, you know they don't tolerate it, and usually when a player taunts somebody, they get a tentacle called on them. And I believe it was in overtime. I believe when um it was off a, it was off an inbounds play, and Scotty Barnes was clearly talking trash to Grimes. He was clearly taunting Grimes. And there was no technical call. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I may make a little bit old school trash talking is trash talking. That's what that's the NBA to me, man. Uh as long as you're not pointing the finger of the wagon thing after a dunk or whatever, uh, it is what it is. He can say what we want. We should have showed it up. That's the way I see it. That's just me. That's just I know. Me. I'm, 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 just, I'm just I'm just pointing out the inconsistency of the refs. That's what I'm pointing out. Did, wait, did the refs give us a a a, a technical for trash talking? No, no, no. I'm not. No, I'm not saying the refs didn't give no technicals in this game. They let everybody trash talk, but I'm just saying that there's certain things that they say that the refs are supposed to quote unquote like, I guess, bring to attention more, or they're supposed to like, I guess, like, put their hand down on a, or whatever the terminology you want to use for it. Mm-hmm. And one of those are talking, and it was like there was so many people talking trash in this game. You, you didn't see the rest call no type of technicals whatsoever. And I'm just pointing out a like a moment where it was like, okay, you know, you could have called a technical there because the player is clearly taunting another player, but yet, you know, so, so I understand where, you know, what this is like, you know, what, what was a, what was a foul? What's not a foul in this game? Because clearly things that the refs are supposed to really put their, you know, I guess put their fist down on, I can't even think of the terminology right now. They weren't doing it in this game. The refs are all over the place this game, man. It was a horribly officiated game once again. Ah, like I'm. It's it's funny. There's things tactically that I feel the Knicks did wrong, but at the end of the day, we had to like beat the refs and ourselves and the the, the Raptors. So I'm not. It, it's one of those things where I'm not superly pissed at the Knicks today, even though there's certain things I might want to change or tweak or something. And which kind of brings and if you want to call in and talk, uh the number you can dial in 319-527-6241 if you have certain things to get off your chest. Call in 319-527-6241. All right. Um and you said I, I, let's let's talk about these matchups, man. Well, shout out to Mitchell Robinson, who's been a staple for this team for a long time. He's usually a guy who's very dominant on the offensive board. He fought hard, had five offensive rebounds today. The Raptors know the scouting report. Every time the ball went up, there were two guys boxing out Mitch every single time. Every single time. Um, and he was still able to, to get away with five offensive rebounds and try to scrap from a defensive rebound standpoint. But the, the thing I really want to talk about is this matchup with Mitch versus Siakam was kind of problematic for us in the first quarter and in the overtime. And... I think the Knicks, knowing that they're going small, they made a conservative effort to go to Mitch early, which I, I absolutely love, actually. That's something I actually suggested that we do the first time the Knicks played the Raptors and we lost. Um, I saw Randall give uh, Mitch three beautiful assists in that first quarter. Um, but kind of what happening is, you having Mitch just defend on the perimeter for like 90% of the game 
and that's not really a strength. Siakam is hitting very comfortable pull-up middies all first quarter. And then that overtime, yeah, Scotty Bounds out here looking like freaking Magic Johnson, all right? Like, like, what is going on? My man is in the middle, backing RJ Bounds, subverting the court, and kicking it out to Siakam, and having Mitch having to hit the middle and then run out to the three-point line. Like, that's, that's just too much to ask of for Mitch, who's a pretty decent point-of-attack defender um in spaces but for like a large chunks of time i don't know it's a little bit too much and that's one of those things where i feel like um maybe we should have made an adjustment and not have mitch play siakam and maybe have randall play the five for a longer stretch or something i don't know um but we were getting killed on the offensive boards too so maybe that could be the thinking from the coach like man we have mitch out of the game, we're already getting killed on the offensive boards. We'll get killed even more. So maybe it's a personal thing. And it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. But man, it, that little stretch, especially in the overtime, where Mitch was and Randall was getting confused on who to close out for for three, it really hurt us. Yeah. And I want to kind of, um, I guess, expound on that a little bit because I agree. Because for example, in overtime, with Mitch having to guard Siakam on the perimeter. And I feel like them keeping Mitch in the game for offensive rebounding didn't really matter because that's the reason, I think that's the reason why the Raptors had so many offensive rebounds because yeah. Mitch had to guard on the perimeter. So that, so that takes him out the paint. Yeah. So with him out the paint, then, you know, Raptors can throw up shots and then they, then they can crash the boards, get the offensive rebounds to get second chance points. But, you know, this is, I've defended Dibs a lot this season. But I feel like some, but I feel like part, part of the reason why the Knicks lost today is due to Thibs because keeping Mitch out there yeah. to guard in the, to guard Siakam on the perimeter was not productive for the Knicks. Like them leaving Mitch out there, it led to two annual, annual OB threes from the corner in overtime just because Mitch had to run out to Siakam and guard him on the perimeter. Then from, then from that point, Knicks rotations were just off. And then once he passed pass the ball around to Anunobi on the on the wing, I mean, on the corner for three, he was able to knock down two threes in overtime. Whereas if you had somebody out there to guard Siakam that is more of a perimeter defender, like even 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 if not Randall, even if you decide to put Sims in the game where you know Sims is a better perimeter defender than Mitch. Right. At least have somebody out there that can defend Siakam on the perimeter so that the Knicks rotations would not break up like that and they'd be and they'd be more able to defend the three. Totally so, agree. you know, that you have to put on Thibs because, you know, sometimes I know Thibs want to stick to his nine-man rotation and he's pretty, like, hell-bent on that. But sometimes you need to make adjustments that is not your norm. Yeah. You know, to, to adjust to, you know, what to, to adjust to what the other team is doing and the line that the other team has out there. Right. And that's the flexibility factor that we talk about often here and the adjustment factor that you kind of have to use. You have to just look at the tools in your belt and say, this isn't working today. Uh, let me try this, <laughs> you know, and sometimes in the heat of the moment, uh, not sometimes, a lot of times, that's not exactly what happens for Tibbs. And this might've been one of those games where we need to see a little bit more adjustments, um, is especially in overtime. Uh, but salute to the chat. Rough loss, man. Very rough loss. Shout out to Pudge. 
Shout out to Pixford Timmy. He says, Randall stunted Ron twice. Yeah, he stunted Ron twice. I don't know if it was Randall or Mitch because they both look confused, but it, it could have been Randall. It definitely could have been Randall. Um, shout out to Dwayne Dennis. Just, just how many more games like this we have to sit and watch where we're winning and just need to close out but can't do the poor execution down the stretch. Yeah. And... This is one of those games where, man, listen, we got the dunk we got. We docked the dunk we wanted to, to bring the game to overtime. We, Jalen Brunson missed a layup. He missed a wide open three to win the game. We were still in this game. We were still in this game. There are still certain tweaks I would like to make. At the end of the day, we got hit free. Th- Dude, we got to hit free throws, right? It's Ryan. Julius Randle goes to the line. Game one on the line. I already know what's going to happen. Before he goes to the line, I go, he's going to hit one for two. Before, before he even goes to the line, I already know. One for two. <laughs> Scotty Barnes comes over there. He was sucking the whole time. Calmly hits two, three throws to seal the game. And Jalen Brunson, once again, after going on this crazy free throw stretch, hit going over like 10 for 10, 8 for 8. Once again, just does not hit the free throw to, to, to win the link. Like if Brunson and Randall hit the free throws, there is no overtime. The game is over. So it, it is, man. It is what it is. Ah, uh, but let's get, let's get to the phone lines. Shout out to man, Jason M who's calling in, man. Jason, what you got to say, bro? What you, what you want to talk about? Yeah. This is just a really, 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 really frustrating game. Yeah. I don't really got much to say about it. I, I really am starting to hate the Raptors. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Like, Siakam is really starting to become like the... I started to feel the way I feel about James Harden, about Siakam. Just because he just gets so many stupid foul calls and he throws doubles and winds to the Seriously. He, he flops. I'm starting to notice how much he flops for calls. It's crazy. Crazy. I mean, that game, I mean, it was frustrating, but I mean, I didn't, to be honest, coming into the game, I thought the Knicks were going to lose, but that's because it was a back to back. Also, I, why, what are they doing scheduling two afternoon games back to back? I've never seen weird. that before. Like, it's hard to get up for an afternoon game as is. Back to back, especially when the other team had rest. Yeah. So we play them on Sunday, and they're going to be coming off of a back to back on Sunday. So let's see how they play. When they're the ones that don't have the rest. I agree. True. So, I... The other thing I'll say is, I actually, one thing, and it's not so much that I disagree with you guys, I just want to talk about, I actually was impressed with Mitchell Robinson's game because he was guarding a wing pretty much the whole game. And for the most part, he didn't really look out of place. I mean, yes, there's a few plays where his location might have been a little off, but the Akron didn't have a great game other than when the rest failed him out. So, you know, I was like, I always thought that Mitch would be a player who, in the playoffs, he wouldn't get played off the court because he could guard wings, too, or at least big wings. So mm-hmm. I thought from, like, a perspective, I was impressed that he didn't look out of court guarding Siakam. Because in theory, you would think that's a mismatch. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say this. In the first quarter, Siakam, I feel like Siakam was kind of cooking us in the mid-range and there was not a resistance. Um, I applauded Mitch's effort. 
I'll watch it again, but to me, it seemed like as the game rolled on, it's not that Siakam didn't get open looks. It's just that he missed them. That's what I saw from my own eyes. Um, but but also, freaking Fred Van Vliet was cooking so much that he didn't really have to go back to, to Siakam um, until like the, the, the overtime when he was left open. That's what I That's what I saw. Maybe you saw something different, but that's what it looked like to me. Yeah, I mean, I just think, like, he played pretty good. I'm not saying he shut him down or nothing, but, like, right. you know, it wasn't, like, part of the reason why I hate playing the Raptors is because they don't play with a real center. So I'm like, damn, Mitch is going to have to guard somebody in the perimeter. He's going to get destroyed. I, and I don't think he got destroyed. That's all I'm saying. I think he actually held his own. Mm-hmm. I think he actually played pretty good defense. You know, and um, it's just it's, the Raptors are a tough matchup. And I, I hate I, I hate playing them. Me too. And as much as we could say, oh, but the Knicks did this, did this, the Raptors fans would say the same thing for the Raptors. If they did this, 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 we would have easily won this game. So, you know, it's just frustrating. Like, we actually hit way more free throws than them. And and what's his name? Scotty Barnes missed a free throw that left them tying the game. So yeah. you can't just say, oh, the Knicks lost because we didn't hit free throws and they hit free throws. They missed free throws. Scotty Barnes missed two free throws because he missed a free throw earlier. He did hit those two free throws, but there was another free throw. The point is, there were mistakes on both sides. It's just really frustrating. I wish that three would have went in. It's heartbreaking. That's really all I got. All right. All right. I hear you. Salute to you. I don't completely. I mean, listen, we can miss free throws, but still, it's 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 also when you when the free throws are happening, when the game is on the line and the team is on the comeback trail, you have to break momentum. I'm, I'm still in belief you're going to have to hit those free throws. Those free throws really matter. And I still feel like those two free throws in the last minute or so, um, hurt us, but overall, you know, I I hear what you're saying. Overall, I hear. All right, yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. Anyone want to say something? No, I was just saying that I do agree with Jason from the standpoint of it's not like Mitch did a terrible job today. He didn't do a terrible job. He did do a pretty good job. I mean, Siakam only shot seven or nineteen from the field, so it's not like Siakam killed us today, you know. But at the same time, you know, I felt like in overtime. Then, you know, the Raptors took advantage of the fact that Mitch had to come out to the perimeter to guard Siakam, and that pretty much just messed up Nick's rotations on the perimeter and led to, like, two OG three-pointers, which pretty much helped the Raptors seal the game in overtime. So I do agree with Jason with the fact that, yeah, overall, Mitch did do a good job. It's not like he did a terrible job on the perimeter today. Right. I feel like we had a lot of problems just defending point of attack once again all night like I, I feel like a lot of their shots came off of we miss a shot they run the ball down the court as fast as they can collapse the defense kick out collapse the defense kick out collapse the like i think i feel like i saw that same tape run over and over again for for most of the time and at the same time you know we did a pretty good job mucking it up for, for a minute getting a lot of offensive rebounds um and and getting to the line that way but you know we fell short and like you said it was a back-to-back you know it was a back-to-back Jalen Brunson already has problems with these guys the last game he played pretty well gave us 26 and 8 um on efficient kind of efficient scoring against the Raptors and we ended up winning that game today I felt like the length bothered him a little bit more than the last game there were times when they were sending two or three at him, and I felt like he maybe he should have should have uh, moved the ball. Um, but I, I, I can see the the fatigue 
specifically on Jalen Brunson this game. When, when you go into the layup, when you go into the hole and you're missing layups, um, that's definitely, I feel like, a fatigue thing. But I also could feel like it's mental fatigue as well because he was going to the hole and getting fouled repeatedly and not getting to the line. So I can see the physical fatigue, the physical fatigue of, you know, playing a back-to-back and the mental fatigue of repeatedly going to the line, getting fouled, and not getting the benefit of getting those free throws. Like, that can wear on you. Yeah, most definitely. And even, even tonight, man, like, you look at the minute distribution. R.J. Barrett played 49 minutes. Randall played 42 minutes. Mitch played 36. That's decent because we also went into overtime. Brunson played 43 minutes. Browns played 39 minutes. And this is why I say, you know, if the Knicks are going to make a move at the trade deadline, they they have to go after some bench help because you can't have these guys playing these kind of minutes and expect them to last throughout the season. Yeah. This is a game where I wish Cam wasn't in the doghouse or they pieced it up or whatever happened with him and Tibbs. <laughs> Cause this is one of those games where you definitely needed like another long guy to help defend. Um, yeah. even if it's not Sims, cause like, geez, like this, the, the way this team is built, we, we just need that. And you look at the minutes, uh, we got six minutes from McBride, um, 11 minutes from Obi Toppin today. Um, McBride, he he still seemed to be struggling. He he shot a floater today for the first time, and I felt like he shot like a fallback three. That wasn't a, a good shot to me. Uh, his minutes are still looking to struggle. But like once again, this is a this is a team where you might struggle against for real. But I was I would the last game he had his best game as a nigga against the Raptors. He scored nine points against his team the last game. Yeah. Um, not so much this game. Um, Obi Toppin. Actually, didn't hate his minutes today. I didn't hate his minutes today. Um, the second quarter, I felt like I liked his defense. I felt like he was a little bit, he was active. Um, and then in that fourth quarter, I think he did okay as well. I mean, he missed the little bunny, the little uh, mid-range jumper, and he was a negative three on the night. But I didn't, I didn't really hate Obi's minutes today. I didn't. He had an open three, and he did okay. I don't know. Yeah, I think Obi was he was decent today. Um, he finally got out on the break when Hardenstein threw him that uh, like that football pass down the court, and he was able to get that easy dunk. So it was good to see Obi, you know, actually getting back on the getting back out on the fast break to get easy baskets. Yeah, that was, that was definitely a positive sign. And, and like I said, he did hit that three as well. So yeah, I, I would say Obi's because lately Obi hasn't been giving anything on the offensive end. And yeah, in the second quarter, he did give he did give the Knicks a little bit of something. So. I mean, if you want to point to a positive, I guess you can point to that. Yeah, we just, I don't know. I wish we could have had more bench minutes somewhere. We, we do need somebody to help out. Uh, Salute to the chat. If you want to call in, you already know, you know what to do. Call in 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241. If you want to talk Dick's talk with your guys, the KOT show. I see... Uh, and a gaming network has a question. He says, what do y'all think about playing Rose instead of McBride? Um, I think as much as McBride is struggling, I still feel like we have to keep pushing him out there because Rose is not in our future plans. Um, there've been rumors that he's going to be traded. They're looking for a trade home for him. And because, you know, McBride is pretty much more, he, he 
for our long-term success, we need McBride to develop. So we have to kind of like scrape through these rough patches and hope for the best. That's that's what I say. Yeah, um, I pretty much agree with Jay. Like Rose would definitely be more productive on the offensive and he would definitely give us more pop off the bench as well. It's just that, you know, I think the Knicks are more bent on developing the youth and and, and, you know, Derrick Rose, you know, if we, if we play Derrick Rose, then McBride is not going to get his minutes to develop. So that's why the Knicks are trying to find a home for Rose, you know, somewhere that they could trade him to where it's going to benefit him as a player, you know. And but, I, but, I, but like I said, I still think that the Knicks do need a trade for a bench guy, more preferably a young wing that they could probably bring off the bench to provide some extra scoring so that Dibs doesn't stretch out his starting unit that much word i heard jordan clarkson's now signing an extension <laughs> <laughs> yeah he would definitely provide some score pop he would flex on he and he would flex on scotty barnes when he was talking smack to grimes talking about you ain't him he would have definitely you know what i'm saying he would definitely throw the dukes up because you know that, that's what clarkson <laughs> does you know throws the dukes up <laughs> but man our bench whoo our bench is remains to be a problem on this team i will say this there was a portion of the game that i liked and i hope i hope um i hope tip starts to do this more in the first and second half because i thought this move i thought this move might have won us the game there was a poor point in the third quarter there was like about three minutes left three minutes and 20 something seconds left Jalen brunson uh, I can guarantee him Jr. goes in for like a fast break layup. Jalen Brunson didn't rush back on defense. Tibbs calls timeout. Manny quickly is inserted in the game. It's, it's tied at that point. Once he Manny quickly is inserted in the game, I think with Hart too. I think Hart might have been in the game too. Um, the Knicks go on a little bit of a push. We started going getting going from a tie game to I think up to up by ten, and that's with quickly kind of playing the lead guard role with Randall. So I I do kind of like that look. And then Brunson was able to kind of stagger the minutes with the bench unit. And so moving forward, Tibbs, I think uh, we need to keep doing that, trying to find minutes that way where all of our starters aren't playing the entire third quarter like we routinely do and start to stagger their minutes. And uh, so I like that. I definitely like that. Kind of also proves what I've been saying for a lot of a year or two that Ju- Julius Randle and Emmanuel quickly work pretty damn well together um, offensively. Like both of those guys are able to create open shots for each other. So uh, I-, I like those those minutes where we got that lead. Hmm. Tell Alejandro says, what do we have to give up to acquire Clarkson? Whack Danny Ainge is a finesse guy. The you, dog, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that man was looking for first for Clarkson before, so I'm sure that's probably what it is at this point. He's probably looking for some first for sure. Yeah, I might give him a protected first. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely a protected one, not unprotected. Not no unprotected. I probably give him a protected first. I probably do that. But yeah, Clarkson off that. That's a good point. How much is Clarkson looking for in the open market is also a question. With more playing time, 
you know, the stats are inflated. He can probably command a little bit more money. So that's also a question. What will he command? Um, yeah, we need money. We need, definitely need to, you know, keep some our books okay to resign quickly for sure and make some decisions in the summer. It might be easier once you move Fournier at some point, but that's definitely, I'm pretty sure the front office is looking down the road, looking at those type of situations. All right, all right, all right. I really got nothing else to say, man. I got nothing really else to say about this game, dog. All right, <laughs> this, this game pissed me. <laughs> this game pissed me off. This yeah, man, I'm me off, man. Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same board as you. Like, I really got much. Else. I ain't really got much else to say. Yeah, yeah, man. But salute to the chat. I could read some comments. We could wrap it up that way. Um, <laughs> Lee said, "Just got home. What I miss." <laughs> we said fire tips. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, Mr. Carlos NYC says, I want to trade for Ananobi. Miss, shoot, me too. I want to trade for Ananobi too. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. The asking price is going to look crazy. All right. So, like, the guys <laughs> that we want are held by the two grimiest, dirtiest, most fleecingest <laughs> guys in the, game. in the NBA in <laughs> Danny Ainge and uh, Masai. Masai's already fleeced us already in the trade. Danny Ainge has that reputation. He hates our guts already. So it's not looking good for us. I'm just saying that. It's not looking good. Facts. But I mean, there, but there is a number of players off of Toronto that I would like on the Knicks, like it, it, like OG, Gakum, Trent Junior. Yeah, like they they do have some players that you know that you know I think would fit the Knicks you know system pretty well. So, yep, Gary Trent, as we said, we always him and a fan of Gary Trent. We would like any of those guys. Fritz is is, is angling for Kaminga. Coming up for OB in the pick. Hmm. Huh. I'll take a chance of Kaminga. I might. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, I don't see no many any more calls, so I'm gonna wrap it up, man. I'm gonna wrap it up. All right, Ryan G. Just let them know where they can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. And big up, Big Blue for that playoff win. Let's go. Let's go. All right, New York doing it. It'd be nice to have two New York teams in the playoffs um, at, at the end of their season. So shout out to Big Blue. New York, follow suit. Don't let us down. All right. <laughs> Cause I mean, listen, man, we got some tough games coming up. And I feel like, you know, we can hold off a lot of these teams that are under us. Cause right now we're above the Pacers. You know, we're above the Hawks. I feel like we're kind of better teams than those guys. But the the Heat, the Heat is that one team where I'm just like. I don't know, man. I don't know. I can't sleep on Jimmy Butler ever in my entire life. All right. And that, <laughs> and that team always gives us issues too, man. That's the thing. Yeah. Always give us when we face them. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. <laughs> I always, 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 whenever we play the damn Heat, they always give us massive amounts of problems, and we even haven't played. We have not played the Heat yet. So that means that this second stretch of the season, when the games matter even more, we're going to be playing, what, three to four times? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Whew, that's going to be rough. That's going to be definitely well, well, Hold on, let me look at the schedule real quick. What's the next schedule looking like? I know we have a tough stretch coming up. I know that much. Yeah, we got the Hawks coming up. We got the Raptors after that. Then we have the Cavs, the Celtics, the Nets. Woo! Yeah. The yep, Lakers. The Lakers, Heat, the Clippers, Heat. 76ers. <laughs> Yeesh. The Magic, the Magic is out here bow-bowing. Black Victor's going crazy. The 76ers again. Jazz, Nets. You called it. <laughs> bro, listen. Right? All those games before Valentine's Day. No love for the Knicks schedule makers. All right? <laughs> nah. Putting us through the ringer. So, listen. I need to win some of these games. These Raptor games, we have to, we have to get that one back. The Wizards Fact. game, we have to get that back. Hawks, we got to cook the birds for sure. The Celtics, Nets, ugh, ugh. that's going to be a rough one. The Lakers, LeBron, man. The thing with the Lakers is that, huh? No, I was saying the thing with the Lakers is that it's not, it's not that they're a great team, but at the same time, you cannot sleep on them. Just, <laughs> just for the simple fact they got LeBron, Westbrook. I think AD might be healthy by then. Who knows? But yeah, you can't sleep on that team. It's not an easy. It's not an easy win. It's a weird matchup problem once again. You looking at LeBron, and you're going, okay, maybe Randall should be guarding him because there's fits the physicality of both those guys. But LeBron is still a nightmare because LeBron, LeBron's IQ is going to have Randall in trouble off rip, even if, even if they do match up physically. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, like you said, Westbrook off the bench. Who do we have to contend with Westbrook's speed and physicality off the bench? It's it's rough. Yeah, it's, 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 it's it. Yeah, it's not that they're his greatest team. Is is there's great teams and then there's matchup problems. Raptors, yeah. Lakers, to me, looking like matchup problems in certain positions, and we gotta be able to kind of litigate that. Oh, but it's gonna be interesting. I kind I, I kind of want it though. I want it. I, I want to see what this team does. I want to see how we respond. I want to see how if Brunson and these guys rise to the occasion. So I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it a little bit. I'm not even going to hold you. I yeah, like I, I think if the Knicks can escape that at least 500 out of those games, I would say that that's, I would say that's a pretty good result. Exactly. Exactly. Just was to stay around 500 be good to go. All right. All right. Cool. Once again, that is our show. Had another nice little stint afterwards. I'm going to let you know where you find us, all right? So, get those snapbacks, all right? Get the black and white and blue and orange snapbacks at thenickatimeshow.com. All you got to do is go to thenickatimeshow.com and hit the button that says catalog, and you'll see all our merch. You'll see our snapbacks. You'll see there. Whose man's is this T? And you'll see all the merch as well. We still got to work on that Tisby Tibbin tea. We got to work on Tisby Tibbin. 
right? <laughs> uh, also, go to the KOT Show on Twitter, the Nigga Time Show on Instagram and Facebook as well if you want to follow us on the social medias. And listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to the KOT. Or wherever you listen to podcasts, you can listen to KOT. And also, shout out to FUBU TV. I didn't shout them out earlier because I just wanted to get to it. Shout out to FUBUTV.com. If you want to watch MSG for free for seven days, go to FUBUTV.com slash KOT to watch MSG and the Knicks for free for seven days. And if you decide to keep it, um, you KOT gets a little piece of that. And you know, and you will help us out. So shout out to you guys. Hold on, super chat. We got a super chat, guys. Oh Lord, I, I, <laughs> I'm switching screens, but I, I got a peep of what it said already. <laughs> Was this a fire tips game from Lee Escobedo, our fellow co-host on the Nick of Time show? Was this a fire tips game? No. <laughs> Thibs was not solely responsible for the Knicks loss tonight. So no Lee. Based on the season as a whole, definitely not a fire tips game. You can't you you, you can't say Lee does it. You can't say Tibbs does a good job, but he needs to tweak something and then say fire him right afterwards. So this is weird. Right. <laughs> you can't grade then you bleed didn't you grade him a B. <laughs> I can't grade him a B and then fire him. <laughs> fire Brunt. No, no, we're we're not. Definitely not a fire Brunson game, even though I did think he was a bit shot happy today, but it's not a fire Brunson game either. It's not a fire Brunson game either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lee, new rule. You can't grade the uh, coach a B and then say fire him the same day. All right. <laughs> it's a little contradictory. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. It's kind of sending mixed messages. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know how that works. Like, how do you give a coach a good grade? Then, I, and then in the same breath, be like, "Yeah, we should fire him." Though I was watching shout to intro next verse. I was watching the show, gave a beat, came on the show, said fire him the same day. I was like, "Son." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, shout out to Lee who gave the three hours of a chat just to ask that question. <laughs> All right. That is our show. And as I like to say, as always. Shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. These refs are a mess, man. There's a mess out here in these Nick streets. That's a show. We out of here, man. Peace. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Uh, 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 uh